Hey Keshav, thank you so much for joining us on podcast Unconventional. I'm super excited to know about your story. So my first question to you is, what's your story and how did you get to where you are today? Uh, sure. Um, thanks for having me, uh, Nisha. I appreciate it. Um, so I grew up in uh, the southern part of India um, and, um, you know, I was surrounded by uh, a lot of people who followed a very standard path. Um, finish high school, uh, get married, uh, have kids, get a job, uh, life moves on. Um, and, you know, being being surrounded in that environment, I thought I was going to do the same thing. Um, but when I was uh, 10 or 11, um, I basically stumbled upon a Rubik's Cube. And uh, I started to get good at solving these Rubik's Cubes. And I walked into my like first ever Rubik's Cube competition. Um, and I was surrounded by these CEOs, musicians, artists, engineers, doctors, all these people from so many different backgrounds. Um, and that's when I realized that, you know, maybe I don't need to follow this traditional path that a lot of people in my community follow. Uh, I went on to get really good at solving Rubik's Cubes um, as I grew with the community. Uh, went on to, you know, I was the captain of the Indian national team at the Rubik's Cube World Championships in 2017. Uh, I, I broke uh, two Guinness World Records uh, in Rubik's Cubes, um, and that kind of opened up a lot of opportunities, and one of them was to be able to go to a high school called the United World College. Um, this high school is a high school that brings together people from 70 different countries to work on, like, international peace and understanding. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, thankfully, I was able to go there, and uh, I was surrounded by these peers from all over the world who wanted to change the world, and I think that kind of put... Um, this kind of mentality that uh, the sky is the limit. And I think um, one of the biggest things that changed that and showed that to me was uh, when we, live, we lived on, a, on top of a hill in the middle of a forest, and we had a lot of uh, forest fires. And um, these forest fires would take several hours um, to be detected. And um, the fire service team, which were comprised of students on campus, would go and beat out these fires for seven, eight hours. Um, and, um, and that kind of, you know, caused a lot of problems. And I realized the fundamental reason why that was happening was because the fires would start at the, at the periphery of the, of the, of campus. So by the time it came, um, further in, that's when we realized that there was a fire. Um, so the detection is where the problem was. So me and my best friend, um, we set out to solve this problem and basically, um, we built this like drone that would patrol around campus and mm -hmm. we wrote this image detection algorithm that would see if there was a fire. Um, and uh, basically we tried to make it uh, fly seven times a day to detect these forest fires. Although although the project wasn't necessarily like completely successful, um, I think it kind of gave me this um, perception that I was a product of the internet. Um, you know, I realized that uh, I everything I did and everything I learned was because of the internet. Um, so I wanted to continue doing that. Um, and I think uh, that kind of um, pushed me in this in this way of thinking um, really big and, and seeing all these people do very crazy things. I really wanted to live this like United World College mission. Um, so right after I graduated from high school in the summer of 2018, um, with three other friends, we ended up cycling um, from uh, Europe to Asia. So passing by about um, 4,000 kilometers uh, across nine countries, uh, to promote intercultural understanding, sustainability, and peace. And 
the reason why we did that was because, you know, we realized there's this like immense amount of like stereotypes that, that people had about like the Middle East and Central Asia that weren't remotely true. Um, and that's when I realized like, you know, I was surrounded by these people from all of these countries and this, they were some of the kindest people in the world. And, and the media that we consumed and everything that we read said otherwise. And it was just like a very, very scary thing we realized was that, you know, what we, what we were consuming and what we were learning on the internet also had the other side effect, which is like creating this kind of tension that should not have existed. Um, so we set out to, you know, go on this journey and, and um, learn about the stories of the people in these countries. And that kind of opened up a lot of um, organizations and foundations all across the world who started contacting us. Um, we ended up reaching over uh, 7 million people who wow. read about our stories and, and learned about um, what, we were, what we were trying to promote. Um, and one of the foundations in the U.S. Uh, was called the We Are Family Foundation. They bring together uh, these like 30 social entrepreneurs every year um, and to work on these, um, um, to think about critically about these, these problems that we have in the world. And I was fortunate enough to be part of last year's cohort. So I, I came to the U.S. for the first time back in March of 2019. Uh, I did the 10-day summit and, um, you know, I was blown away by how much you could do in, in such a short period of time. Um, but I knew I was like, a, in the end of the day, um, you know, I was, I was a product of the internet. I really wanted to explore tech. And uh, so I, I said, I'll come out to the Bay Area for five days, just visit people here and learn about what they're doing and then go back to India. Um, so I came out here um, and uh, basically fell in love. Uh, the people here were incredible. The kinds of things that was happening in Silicon Valley was just, um, unbelievable how, how big um, people my age were, were, were looking at and, and trying to do. And I think that that just put me in a place where I realized that I wanted to be here. Um, so, you know, I went back to India and uh, I tried to figure out my visas. I, one of my mentors uh, set me up on a, on a fellowship um, and uh, I came out here uh, to continue working on um, continue to you know go through this program like a fellowship kind of thing and work simultaneously on these different projects um, and one of these projects um, you know I started to work on different different potential ideas and about two months in uh, you know I wasn't necessarily uh, be I wasn't able to build anything like meaningful you know I was a solo immigrant founder uh, didn't really have much money and I couldn't raise any money either for for the company that I was trying to build. Uh, so about two months in, this was like in June or July of 2019, I ran out of money. Um, so um, what ended up happening was, um, it was it was a very difficult time, but what ended up happening was I discovered these like things called hackathons. Um, you know, I knew I was really good at building product. Um, and um, these hackathons were these two-day events, which uh, had these incredible like uh, amounts of prize money by the end of these two-day events. Um, so I started going to them and basically survived off of like hackathon prize money for a good um, six months. Um, and uh, through that through that process, uh, I met my co-founder. And one of the projects that we started working on was Digital Brain, which is uh, we we essentially we discovered that like engineers were spending lots and lots of time writing documentation, and we said maybe we can um, help automate that entire process. Um, and uh, you know, we, we kicked it off, we, we started growing and, and um, we decided to, as we continue to grow, we realized that, you know, we can't keep, it's not sustainable for us to keep surviving off of like hackathon prize money. So we decided to raise a institutional round of funding from uh, a fund here uh, called Unshackled Ventures. And that's what I'm up to today.
So what do you want to be known for? I think um, a lot of lot of what I'm working on right now um, is is almost like my way of getting uh, introduced into this entire world of, of technology and using that to create um, as much impact as possible. Um, I think uh, my overall overall vision and, and where I see myself going and what I truly um, you know, believe in and want to work on is to reduce the amount of friction in uh, the healthcare and education systems in the world. Um, and what I mean by that is, is to completely reshape you know, um, how, we, how we think about education. Uh, and how we think about healthcare, uh, and you know, both of them are two really, really big fields. Um, but you know, uh, as your podcast name suggests, you know, I was very unconventional in the way that I did my learning into what I'm doing today, and I, I find it very, very um, rewarding compared to when I was in the traditional educational system. And I think um, the educational systems in the world today are not necessarily made for everybody. Um, to be able to change that, I think there's a huge potential that we can we can do to, to reshape that. And I think that's that's where uh, I lie. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, humans and, and uh, we as, we as um, uh, humanity, uh, you know, truly care about each other. And I think a lot of the problems that, that start off come from healthcare. Um, and I think the amount of friction that's within the healthcare system, whether it's costs or whether it's um, the access to healthcare in the global south or across the world, I think uh, there's there's some there's a lot of changes that technology can bring um, within these systems, um, and hopefully I can be part of that legacy to reshape that. That's a very good thought process. So, who are your current and past mentors, and what impact did they have on your life? Sure, uh, I can start with my current mentor. Um, uh, he's he's very much uh, family today. Um, basically. Um, when I did the three dot dash program in, in New York, um, you get um, paired up with with this mentor for for a year um, is what they say. But he ended up um, you know changing my life. Um, basically, um, his name is Brett Schilke. Um, he's an author and uh, he uh, is a futurist. Um, and um, he's based out of here in Palo Alto, quite literally four minutes away from where I live. Um, and uh, you know when I first moved out here, he was the one who. Um, helped me do everything I did, and uh, he he pretty much has given like I, when I moved out here, you know, I have uh, I had no blood family, so none of none of my uh, none of I have nobody who I know of from my family or where I come from who live in the U.S. and and um, he he um, has given me my family here um, and truly uh, you know reshaped um, my life and and changed that um, and. Uh, one of my past mentors, uh, his name is uh, Chirag Shabunani, and he, uh, I ran into him uh, because uh, initially I was planning to apply to colleges, and I was applying to one of these colleges, and he was my alumni interviewer, um, and you know I we we instantly connected, and we ended up like speaking for over two hours, uh, and it was just uh, this it, it didn't feel like an interview at all, um, and uh, the summer after. Uh, I met him, he was like, do you want to come work for me? Uh, and ended up working with him uh, for, for a good uh, three months um, on like market, a market research kind of role um, and ended up um, learning a ton from him. And, uh, and he has truly you know, uh, shaped a lot of how I think about the world. And I think uh, 
I got to meet him a couple of months ago when he came out to San Francisco. Uh, so it's been uh, it, some people have truly, truly uh, played a huge role in my life, and I think uh, I wouldn't be anywhere without them. It takes a lot of courage to move from India to a place where you don't have any blood families. So oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. It's very courageous of you. So, what's the career highlight you're most proud of? Sorry, say that again. What's the career highlight you're most proud of? Um, I think I think uh, uh, you know um, a lot of a lot of things uh, happened in the last uh, year or so, um, but uh, I think um, being able to truly. You know, um, break the norm and 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 um, live the life I want to live. I think is what uh, has you know, and not fall into what society asks you to do is, is truly, I think, what uh, I'm, I'm proud of. I think I could have very easily, you know, ended up going to college and and you know, continued on the traditional path and maybe start a company much later on. But you know, I didn't necessarily really want to do that. Um, and I thrive in these kind of very uncertain environments. And I do re- really well in these kind of environments, and I'm glad that I'm in such an environment where I can do that and maximize um, the the impact that I can have today. Um, and I think uh, that just put me in a really good place uh, to continue doing what I'm doing, and I'm very proud of that. So, how would your ten year old self react to what you're doing right now? Um. So when I was ten, I think that's when like I started doing these like reviews and like started getting good at it and like seeing all these like people do what they do. Um, so, you know, at that point I was like really dreaming big. So I probably would not be super surprised. I'm glad that I'm, cause I, I think when I was 10, I had no idea about any of these, like what colleges were or anything like that. I just knew like people did that, but I always wanted to build a company on some level, maybe not when I was 10, but uh, I really wanted to do something big. I think that, and that's, that was the first time probably around that age is when I realized like, I wanted to change the world. Maybe I wanted to be an astronaut when I was 10. I'm not entirely sure, but um, but I'm pretty sure I would be uh, very surprised but happy with how life is going. So what is your definition of success? Uh, I think I think there's like two parts um, to this question. Uh, one is like, one is the, uh, the personal satisfaction, um, like the goal you set out to achieve or, or what you want to do for the world. Um, and if you feel satisfied with that, I think one, I mean, there's like the other side saying is that like, you know, you never, you never should feel satisfied because the hunger should never stop. But I think on some level um, without the reward or without the pat on the back, I don't think people or um, can keep doing what they're doing on some level. Um, so, so there's that one side of it, which is like, you know, being, being at, uh, being complete with, with what you're building and what you're doing and, the kind of goal that you want to achieve. Um, the second part of that question, I think, is um, the impact or the kind of um, thing you can do for the rest of the world by uh, working on what you truly care about. So um, different people have different types of um, approaches to that. And I think if um, if you want to reshape the world of healthcare and, um, and um, if you're just starting with if you're just starting with a, you know, um, a hospital, uh, I think that's that's like a, a step in the progress. But overall, there's so much more you can do, and I think um, 
as you continue building on that vision and truly, truly believing in that um, and, and reshaping um, what you want to do, I think it puts you in a place where, um, where you're considered uh, successful, or at least I would consider myself uh, successful. So what advice would you give to young generation who want to start or create something unconventional? Uh, I think I think uh, the biggest the biggest most like cliche advice is just to jump right into it um, and risk uh, and take those risks because uh, I think when when you're when you're like when you're young is when you can take those risks and because you have no responsibility um, truly I mean I think on some level I'm like fortunate in the sense that um, you know uh, I didn't have debt or things like that you know that I had to take care of. Um, uh, and I think, I think that kind of puts me in a place where I'm able to take these risks. I don't have like, uh, you know, I don't have a, I, I don't have uh, a dependent on me right now. And and I think that kind of puts me in a place where I can completely risk my life in in, in ways that um, can truly bring the reward in a much greater scale. Um, so honestly, just do it. I think there's there's nothing that is stopping you, especially especially in today's world with all this access to technology and, and the platform being becoming more and more level. Okay. So if you could go back to any time in history, where would you go? Uh, this is a really interesting question. Uh, I, I mean, there's two things that I definitely want to see. Uh, one is um, one is the creation of like the, the breaking of the Enigma code uh, when, um, I mean, that, that scene in the imitation game uh, where like Alan Turing uh, breaks the breaks the enigma is just like unbelievable, and I think it like is just like one of the most inspiring uh, human beings. And I think like seeing that in person would be just like the change because I think on some level it's like when the initial idea of like what artificial intelligence you know kicked off, and I think that that's like one one thing. Uh, the other thing is like my parents. Um, were um, you know from different castes? They like fought ten years uh, with their families to you know get married. Uh, and when that marriage happened, it was like a like a, a coming of like these two villages with like two different, uh, completely different um, um, you know uh, sides of the world where where they where they were not accepting at all. And then and then you know they became the people they became. And I I, I would love to see witness that kind of dynamic. And I think. Probably my parents' wedding might have been another another part of it. So, would you like to be famous in what way? Um, so there's like, uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, but I think, um, I think it, it depends on on what um, we mean by famous. Um, if if you're talking about influence, yes, hundred percent. I truly, truly, truly want to be influential, um, and I have these like views of the world and. Um, and I want to uh, help realize that I have this vision for the world, and I want to see that happen. Um, but do I want to be like a celebrity famous, like where I walk out of my door and like 150 people come? No, absolutely not. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm much more interested, I think, in in um, and, in helping realize this like vision for the world, and um, you know, uh, building a group of like extremely, extremely like uh, world-changing human beings coming together, and and implement that vision and, and see that come to life. I think that's, that's, uh, that's the more interesting aspect that I, I, I probably would focus on. So if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? 
if I woke up tomorrow with a quality, yes, what quality would I want? Is that the question? Yes. Um, I think um, the the ability maybe would be. I don't know. Okay, so there's like one one is like the fictional side of it, and then there's the the reality. Um, so maybe I can just start with like the fictional side of it. Uh, I've always wanted to <laughs> like read people's minds, <laughs> so that's one side of it. Um, so maybe maybe the fictional side of that question would be that. But um, in terms of in terms of quality. Um, I would definitely want to be more proactive in in um, in extremely like difficult times. Like I think I'm I'm very I'm pro- proactive in general. And I think that kind of like puts me in this place where I'm able to take these risks and do what I want to do. But if I'm more proactive, I think it might give a larger reward or. Uh, even though it's a larger amount of risk. Um, but, you know, I think I'm very, very happy with the qualities I have and, and working on some of the things that I want to develop, whether it's, um, you know, making sure that I wake up on time every day, I, you know, I meditate and sleep and read every day and things like that. So uh, getting getting to it. Okay. So how do you feel your performance? Um. I think the biggest uh, thing that keeps me going is is this this vision that I truly believe in, and and this uh, crazy like fire that's inside me that that I, I that keeps me going. I think that fire comes from uh, the want and the and the belief that I want to make my mark in the world, uh, and I think it has a lot to do with uh, you know the the inequalities and the and the historic like oppression, a lot of like. Uh, communities in India that uh, faced. I don't think I'm. I'm definitely not remotely part of that. But um, you know, I'm definitely like. I guess at least my family and uh, older generations. I think um, you know went through so much more than I did. But I think uh, to help pl- make the field a lot more level, um, I, I truly, truly want to uh, help reshape that. And I think that's one side of the thing that keeps me going every day. So your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? Hmm. Interesting question. Probably, um, I remember I had this like very, um, very like, uh, fancy like rock uh, that I got um, and basically what ended up happening was when I was going through the cycling trip um, you know I was I think in, in rural in rural Kyrgyzstan um, and I was you know biking through and um, I basically ran out of water uh, and uh, it was like ridiculously hot um, approximately like around 49-50 degrees Celsius uh, and um, it's about 122 Fahrenheit, um, and uh, I think I was in this place where, where I didn't, 
didn't know like what I what I would do if I if I you know if I fainted or whatever because um, I was I was further ahead and and basically I stopped my bike and um, trying to f- find someone to give me a ride to the closest like uh, town or whatever um, and nobody came like for a good 15 20 minutes nobody nobody was around and then finally this man came in um, you know he he said I'll take you to the nearest town I put my bike in and we were talking in the bro- broken like uh, broken like Russian and in the English that we spoke and um, and uh, you know we, we I think we I think he traveled approximately 35 40 kilometers that day uh, and dropped me off in the nearest town um, but before he left uh, before I le- he before he left he said uh, I think you're a very uh, you're a very good young man so I have a gift for you um, and he ended up giving me this rock um, it's like and uh, this rock inside contains uh, gold uh, so if you like extract it, it has gold. Um, so I want to give this as a present to you, and it's like still up there in like my my hometown, my house in, in India, and uh, it's probably one of the things that you know uh, is is a beautiful memory that I probably will never forget. Okay. So where do you see yourself in ten years? It's a very cliche question. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I think uh, you know some people have like a very clear vision of like where they want to be and what they want to do. Um, I don't know if I can like uh, completely like paint that. Uh, on some level, like wa- I want to like one true interesting like problem I'm interested in is like uh, like climate change, and um, hopefully I'm working on problems that um, relate to climate change. Uh, one side of it is like I'm interested in like electric um, vehicles, like not necessarily cars, but more like, you know, um, whether it's electric planes or things like that. So I'm um, maybe potentially like building those things. But uh, I think uh, the main thing that I really care about in like 10 years time, hopefully I'm, I'm very, very content with what I'm working on and what I'm building. And, and I'm uh, on that road to continue to build that vision. Um, and, you know, I have a, at the same time, everybody's healthy and, and happy and we don't have this, these kind of like crazy global pandemics. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're, we're working on much more important problems like AI safety or bio risk or war and everything. Um, and we make sure that we prevent them and not, uh, feel, uh, we feel, uh, we'd be, you know, safer than, than sorry. So what are your thoughts on this quarantine and COVID virus? Uh, I think there's two sides that um, one is like, uh, I think it truly has given me the time to, uh, think deeply about my life and reflect and think uh, and 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 read um, and I think that a lot of people are facing. Um, at the same time, it also has given me uh, shown me how much you know uh, we're still human, right? Uh, as much as we have so much technology and we have our phones and everything, right? At the end of the day, uh, it's the human connections that we yearn, and I think I think that's what like matters so much. And, you know, I'm grateful I live with like four other people, so it's a little bit easier. But you know, it's um, it's still it's still ridiculously difficult not to see more more people. Um, and I think I think that just shows how much how much we care about um, each other and 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 how much we need that human connection. And I think it's almost like I regret that extra one hour I spent on my phone. Maybe the last couple of months, maybe I should have spent it having dinner with someone else or or going on a hike or something along those lines. Um, so yeah, it's definitely what we need, unfortunately, because of our current situation. Like quarantine is the only way we can, you know, flatten the curve and make this virus um, 
get out of this world. Um, but but it's definitely a difficult, difficult, uh, challenging time for everyone. So what do the next three to six months hold for you? Uh, continuing to build uh, what we're building, uh, you know, continuing to grow the product, continuing to grow the company, um, and um, truly just honing in on, you know, on finding the right customer segment for what we're building and, and, um, and uh, continuing to uh, see the next uh, couple of years and how, how we can do what we're doing. Um, but I think uh, the other side of it is, you know, continuing to meditate and, and be healthy and um, exercise and eat well. I think uh, I'm fortunate enough to be in a position where I'm able to do that and I want to continue doing that and, and making sure uh, I keep up with that. Thank you so much, Keshav. I really hope that you can achieve all your goals and aspirations. The story is truly inspiring. Thank you for giving me the chance. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Truly, truly appreciate it.